0: Adam Crowley Show. Do your best Crowley impression. Go.
1: Oh, my God. I love West Virginia so much. Will Greer is awesome. Yeah, I'll get on my knees for Will Greer. Adam Crowley
0: on ESPN Pittsburgh. Oh, yes. Adam Crowley. Live from the Carson City Saloon, it's the Bud Light Happy Hour. Presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now.
1: You found the Crowley Show. Where your mom listens and you should too 412-922-2874 Is the number to call Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter At underscore Adam Crowley Brian LaMartina not with me here At the Carson City Saloon back in the studio though And he is across the glass From shirtless Tom check them out on Twitter At FBomber73 At ButtonPusher970 Tell your kids Tell your wife we're doing radio Up in here Where's here? Well it's the Carson City Saloon a Bud Light Happy Hour. We got my dude, Phil Bork, the old 2-9-er, coming up from 7 o'clock until 8 for Along the Boards. Looking forward to that. It's not a show that I usually host, but I like hanging out with Borky, and I like Penguins Hockey. Love Penguins Hockey, in fact. So, bonus hour of Crowley. That might make some of you stay away. It will make the majority of you, though, because you're addicted to me listen in intently. <laughs> James Conner. It's time to put on the big boy pants, dude. I know he survived cancer. I know he went to Pitt. I know everyone loves James Conner. Oh, what a story. What a great guy. And, yes, great guy, great story, all that fun. Great. That's tremendous. Mark andre Fleury's a great guy. If he was in the Steelers' backfield right now, he'd have less rushing yards than James Conner. Wouldn't make me like him, though. I want to watch this guy be successful on the football field. Steelers fans should want to see this guy be successful on the football field. And to this point, he hasn't been successful enough. Harsh? No. Realistic? Yes. James Conner was good game number one against Cleveland. And maybe that inflated my expectations. Because coming into the year, I thought James Conner was just a guy, and he's looked every bit like just a guy since that point. 31 carries game number one, 131 yards, 4.4 yards per carry. Since then, 32 carries. 97 yards, 3.03 yards per carry. Once the league got a sniff of young James Conner, they knew how to defend him. Steelers haven't been able to run the ball, and because of that, they have not been able to monopolize the football. They haven't been able to own time of possession. They had the ball, this is ridiculous, for eight minutes in the second half against the Baltimore Ravens. Eight! That's it! A lot of that's on the defense not being able to get off the field on third downs. I get that, but most of it has to do with the Steelers' inability to control the clock by getting first downs. And one of the ways you get first downs is you have third and manageable. One of the ways you have third and manageable is you run the football. They can't, or they don't believe that they can, so they're not trying to run the football. Spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, if they have the ball for eight minutes in the second half against Atlanta, Atlanta will put up 35 points in that second half this football team's not good enough to only have the ball for eight minutes and a half now Mike Leach's Texas Tech Red Raiders back in the day they might have been good enough Baker Mayfield's Oklahoma Sooners they might have been good enough Atlanta with Chua they might be good enough to win with eight minutes coming off the clock but this Pittsburgh Steelers team with as bad as the defense is and as inconsistent as the offense is they ain't going down the field and scoring in those eight minutes. They're one, two, three, and out and punting. So they need to be able to run the ball, which means James Conner, buck up, young buck, grab some sack. Let's go. You know who else needs to grab their sack? This is vivid. Cam Hayward and Stephon it. One sack between the two of them this year. That's it. I paused for effect there. At the end of the season last year, in the playoff game against Jacksonville, when you know you needed to stop the run, they couldn't. When you got to be able to pressure the quarterback, they couldn't. This year they haven't. One sack, two players, one all-pro, one who should be, not good enough. And when you're going to be stubborn the way that Keith Butler seems to be with the way that he wants to play defense, with dropping a bunch of players back into coverage so that you don't get beat deep, You need to have your front four be successful. Your front three be successful. You need to be able to get pressure on the quarterback organically without having to fire up a lot of blitzes because it seems like right now, with the way the defense is playing, he's loath to do that. You have to get pressure. You have to from your front four. You have to from a guy who's getting paid to be a pro bowler and a guy who was an all-pro player last year. Simple as that. You want T.J. Watt to be involved. You want Bud Dupree to get after the quarterback. Watt hasn't been as good as Bud Dupree has since game number one in Cleveland. I know that. You should know that. I'm absolving them more so than I'm absolving those two because the two first-round pick outside linebackers, neither one of them has been consistent yet in their NFL career. Bud Dupree, I think, is almost a lost cause, and T.J. Watt, he's just okay right now. But Cam Hayward's supposed to be better than that, and Stephon Tuitt was better than that before he got hurt. He looked to be better than that in the third preseason game, and he's got the pedigree to be better than that. They need to play as if this is the elimination game. And I know that last year against Jacksonville was an elimination game, and it didn't make him play better, but they need to play better now where the Steelers ain't making the playoffs. They've got to protect Heinz Field, too. 412-922-2874 is the number. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. If the Steelers don't protect Heinz Field, They ain't making the playoffs, and they haven't protected it thus far. They've been giving up 24 or more points in their last seven home games. They're down a combined 56-0 in their last three games at home, including 21-0 to the Chiefs, 21-0 to the Jacksonville Jaguars in a playoff game, and 14-0 to the Baltimore Ravens. Steelers have to get it together at home because it's going to be tough for them on the road. They go to Oakland. That's not easy. Oakland's not a very good football team, but the Steelers have historically not been good out there, and it's tough to travel the time zones and be effective. Denver, they have to go to. That's a tough trip for any team in the league. It's a tough place to play in terms of environment, and it's a tough place to play because of the altitude. And that defense, while it's not what it used to be, it's still pretty stankin' good. They have to go to Jacksonville. Not a tough place to play, but when they're a good football team, and they are, it can be harder, and... One of the best defenses that you could possibly have in an era where quarterbacks are going wild. They got to go to New Orleans. You ain't winning there. It's not going to happen. Mark that one down as a loss. Steelers went there a couple years ago on Halloween, and my God, it was the witching hour. They have to go to Baltimore. They've won in Baltimore before. They've won when it's important. They spanked the Ravens there last year. Unfortunately, though, they already lost to Baltimore at home this year, and. I think Baltimore's only going to get better the more confident their quarterback gets. So that's not going to be easy. You got to go to Cincinnati, which I didn't even put down because the Steelers have had a lot of success there. But this doesn't look like a football team that I can mark down for a win anywhere on the road. So you've got to take care of business at home. I mean, even that being said, the schedule at home's hard. New England comes to town. You marking that one down as a win? Yeah, if you're New England, because you always come in here and win. How about Carolina? It's a Thursday night. Road teams generally have a more difficult time on the road on Thursday night. That's redundant, but road teams generally have a more difficult time on Thursday night. Still, I don't love the Steelers' chances in that game. You've got to take care of the home field right now and then move game by game, week by week. But you can't lose this one. You lose this one, the schedule proves too hard for you to get back into it. And as much as people want to write the Cincinnati Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens off, I think both of those football teams are good. I pit, predicted Cincinnati to come uh, into the season and win three of their first four games, and I predicted them to make the playoffs. I, I think they're that good. Baltimore, I thought, was an 8-8 eight and eight type football team with a great defense, great special teams that was going to be a quarterback away. But the weapons they've surrounded Joe Flacco with have made them a legitimate football team. So, I'm a little worried if I'm a Steelers fan. You've got to get the victory this Sunday. Here are some numbers that I find odd or interesting. The over-under in this game is 56. How? Is it because Devontae Freeman comes back and because the Steelers have been so bad running the football Vegas thinks the Steelers are going to run the football. Uh, I think Vegas got to know something here, but I predict 76 points between these two teams. I think 40 is a must to win this game, maybe 45. So I'd go the over there. Steelers have to defend the likes of Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Mohamed Sanu. Calvin Ridley has six touchdowns on the season. He was a first-round pick. James Washington a second-round pick. But one of the big differences between these two teams on that side of the ball, it looks like, A, Atlanta's got a game plan, and they know who they are. B, one of the pieces of the game plan is they're going to try to spread the ball around, and they're going to use that rookie. And C, they've been great in the red zone where the Steelers have always seemed to have issues under Ben Roethlisberger, no matter who the offensive coordinator is. You now get Devontae Freeman back, so a Falcons team that hasn't been great running the ball will have an option to do just that. How do you match up? Uh, I like Burns against no one, really, but I like Burns against a player with good speed more so than a big, strong wide receiver. So I'm going to see if Hayden can match up with Jones all day. (laughs) You know what, man? They're going to have problems. They're going to get theirs. That team's a matchup nightmare, and the Steelers don't have anybody that's going to be able to defend Hilton, see if he comes back in this game. If he does, that helps, but yikes. One area where I do think he can have success. Matt Ryan's been sacked ten times this year. So here's what I do. I bring some pressure. I don't think Keith Butler will. I think he'll say get after it with four, get after it with three. Uh, I know that this team has better weapons than the Ravens, but if you just sit back, they're going to hit you with death by a 1,000 cuts. They'll put up 60. Go out there and get in the face of this dude. Go out there and see if you can force a turnover or two. Get them behind the chains, and if they're on schedule and he's got time, they're going to kill you. You can't allow him to do that. The Falcons' defense is awful. They're missing Neal. They're missing others, two starting safeties, an inside linebacker who's an all-pro player, uh, missing a good player on the defensive line you got to go out there and outscore them. And I know that that sounds obvious. Well, you have to outscore any team whenever you win. Yeah, you have to go out there with the ex- expectation that it's going to be a barn burner. You have to go out there with the expectation that it's going to take 45 to win. I bring this up as an example all the time. But a couple of years ago, the Colts came in with a great offense. Andrew Luck, before he got hurt, Steelers put up 51 points, 45 of which came offensively, and they won that football game. And after the game, Mike Tomlin said we knew we'd have to score a lot to win. You have to identify who you are. And at the quarter mark of the season, Mike Tomlin talked a bunch in his press conference about self-scouting and figuring out what they are. Well, what you are is a team with what should be a good offense and a team with an awful defense. Go out there and understand that's going to take points. I'd like to see them run the ball. I think that opens things up to score more points. I think it allows you to keep the ball a little bit longer. But if you can't run it and you have to abandon it, that's fine as long as you put up points. You put up 45, you got a shot. You don't, you're done. Coming up next, the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. And the Penguins, despite some of the nonsense that took place in last night's game, had me wildly entertained. It's Crowley's Show.
0: He's not the brightest guy in the room, but he is the cheapest.
1: I love lamp. I love lamp.
0: Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. Now more of the Bud Light Happy Hour. Live from the Carson City Saloon. Presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now.
1: As far as the running game is concerned, Thomas tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. Steelers have also played two games without the right side of the line. That is true. But last week they had the entire offensive line intact and they couldn't run at all. Now Baltimore's great run defense. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it. It doesn't mean that you can't have success. You talk all you want about having a great run defense, but if you're talking about the offensive line not being there, when they are there, shouldn't you be happy about that? Uh, shouldn't you have expectations that your offensive line with a guy who I think some could say could be a future Hall of Famer and David DiCastro uh, is going to be able to make some hay there? Marcus Gilbert's a guy who should be a Pro Bowl-type player, has been a Pro Bowl-type player, especially in the run-blocking game in his career. Marquise Pouncey, you can say similar things about him that I just did about the other two. I don't care if you're playing the 1985 Bears. If you got this front five, if you got this Steelers offensive line, you should be able to run the football a little bit. And they don't even believe in themselves enough to try. Got this one from Purple Impact at underscore Adam Crowley. The Steelers have some of the worst coordinators in football. No bona fides to speak of. I'm starting to think the same thing. I think one of the ways that you win in any sport is you trust your best players to be your best players. And on both sides of the ball, it ain't working out that way. Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger aren't on the same page. I think not running the football has a lot to do with that. But they're scheming Ryan Switzer open. Scheme Antonio Brown open then, maybe. The Steelers' offense relies on talent more than maybe any other offense in the league. They don't generally scheme things up. Atlanta's offense does, whether it's Sarkeesian or if you go back to their former offensive coordinator. Shanahan. If you look at the Rams, they scheme you open. You don't see it very much with the Green Bay Packers. You don't see it very much with the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no scheming open. They're going to call their plays, and they're going to say, Ben's better than your defense. Antonio Brown's better than your corners and your safeties. Le'Veon Bell's better than your linebackers. Our offensive line's better than your defensive line, and they're just going to say, we're going to laugh. we're going to beat you. I don't think you can do that. You scheme a guy to be open like Ryan Switzer. Scheme a guy open. Use a guy that hasn't been touching the football enough, Antonio Brown. On the defensive side, they have all kinds of problems, including injury problems. Mike Hilton doesn't play last week. Morgan Burnett hasn't been playing enough. Those are issues. I get it. But you played 77 snaps last week, and 57 of them were played by Stefan Toot and Cam Hayward. 20 plays they took off. I realize you want to get your team a blow. You want to get your players time to catch their breath on the bench. But this isn't college. This isn't Alabama, where Kyle Dunbar can just... Roll through defensive linemen, and every single one of them is going to be better than the offensive linemen at whatever SEC school they're going up against. It doesn't work that way. It's the National Football League. Cam Hayward is better than Stefan Tuitt, who's better than Javon Hargrave, who's better than Tyson alu who's better than so on and so forth. L.T. Walton, Daniel McCullough, does that do it for you? No, me neither, but apparently it does it a little bit for Dunbar. Play your best players, allow your best players to be your best players, and that's how you win stinking football games. We'll get back into football in a second here with the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. It's a Friday edition. Those are always fun. But I was watching last night's Penguin game, and one thing stood out to me, not necessarily from the game itself, but from the people who watched the game. Rob King during the intermission reports was talking about what a ghastly defensive effort it was. Jay Coffield was saying the same thing. Stan Saver did a show today where he was complaining about the way the Penguins play defense and said that their way of winning is not sustainable. I understand when coaches say things like that, but it's the beginning of the year. It's the first game of the season, and yes, you want to harp on good habits and you want to pound good habits into the heads of players. That's the coach's job. If you want to be uber critical of game one, feel free, go ahead. That's fine, I guess. I ain't going to do it. And I'm going to tell you, I enjoyed the bejesus out of the hockey game last night. Maybe it's because it's the first time I've watched a hockey game in a while. Pittsburgh Penguins eliminated. I haven't watched a hockey game since the cup final. But I also was born and bred in Pittsburgh, baby. Watching Lemieux and Yager and Coffee and Crosby and Malkin. They score. Pittsburgh Hockey is scoring. Pittsburgh Hockey is high-end talent. Pittsburgh Hockey is Art Ross Trophies. Pittsburgh Hockey is Rocket Richards. And yes, last night's game was not great fundamentally, and neither team is going to go home happy with the way that they play defense. But my God, do we have to act as if we weren't entertained by it? Anybody who's doing the holier than now, this game was a. Uh, it's a travesty. You've got to play some defense after game one. Ah, get off my lawn. Let me enjoy the hockey game. If Mike Sullivan wants to do it, oh, I get it, man. And he should do it. If Mike Sullivan wants to say, hey, Malkin, it's 6-4, to four, why are you trying to set TJ Oshie up in the slot? If he wants to ask that question, put that on film today, I totally get it. And that's what he is doing. It's what he should do. Crosby after the game said, you're not going to win many of those. Mike Sullivan said today that you play that game ten times, you're only going to win five out of ten times, and that's not good enough for them. I get all that. I get the coaching that makes sense to me. What annoys me, what I don't like, is when the entire media flips out, correcting all the ills, everything that's gone wrong, whenever it's one game in a game that they've won. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy the product. Soak it in. It's fun. There's Hall of Famers all over the damn ice. You got Backstrom nets off. And, of course, Alexander Ovechkin, John Carlson, all supremely talented on one side. Yeah, Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, Letang, Brassard, So many players, great players on both teams that I don't want the same game every time these two teams play. I love the 8-7 game that the Penguins won a couple of years ago in overtime. And I love this one, too, because I love hockey. And October hockey sometimes can bring out some of the things you don't see later on in the season. It is more fire wagon. There are more pucks in the net. I'm okay with it for now. And these are the same people who are bitching now about the Penguins not playing good enough defense that later on in the season are going to say, the league needs to make this, 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 and this change, so that there are more goals. Now's the time to see goals. Soak it in. Now's the time to see the puck in the back of the net. Enjoy it. Now's the time where Crosby and Malkin and Ovechkin and Guznetsov and Backstrom, these guys can pad their point totals. Like it. Cause it only gets harder from here on out. And if you can put up points and goals against the defenses in October that aren't playing all that well, and the officiating that's not going to be over officiated. Then you could do it later on in the season, maybe too. Four one two nine two 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 eight seven four. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Tom, what
0: time is it? And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by To Be Determined. Woo! Tom, I'm actually
1: surprised that you were able to hit that on time. You weren't taking a crap or something? No,
2: Bob. Brian's actually been watching over my shoulder and retraining me, so that's why.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so so that's why.
2: Pounding it back into you Yeah, so I'm I'm starting to come It's like a computer rebooting I'm almost buffering back up to 100%
1: Okay, well, I hope you get there And when you do, please ding like you're an old school Dell, okay? Gotcha Okay The Patriots They're not dead Spoiler alert They're back They've scored 38 points in back-to-back weeks After looking offensively inept to start the season I wonder why that is Well, last week Josh Gordon's playing Not a lot, but he played That helped This week, Edelman came back and looked like himself. Sonny Michel is finally playing more in this offense. He looks like a really good young player. Rex Burkhead's hurt, so he's not there. So Sonny Michelle's getting the bulk of the carries here. Don't look now. But with a Dolphins loss on the road at Cincinnati this week, the Patriots will be back in first place. To make you upset, Steelers Nation? Does that hurt your ego? Does that hurt you? in the fields, because I told you they weren't going anywhere. I did predict that they'd lose to the Miami Dolphins last week, but I told you they'd make the playoffs, and, well, now they're going to win the division and make the playoffs. Did you see what Richard Sherman said? Or hear what Richard Sherman said? He says that the new roughing the passer rules make the quarterback unstoppable. Y'all know my thing with Richard Sherman. Holy hell. Here we all are again with Richard Sherman's new take on the league, You know he went to Stanford, right? Nobody in the history of the league has said less and been credited for saying more than Richard freaking Sherman. Richard Sherman is a smart guy. Yes, he did go to Stanford. Yes, he is willing to be outspoken and at least say some things. But what he's saying are things that we're all saying. He sounds like my old-ass uncle who's grilling burgers in drinking beers and saying, you gotta put flags on these guys now. Really? Nuanced? I think not Richard Sherman. You want to know a guy who really puts himself out there and says interesting things? How about Jalen Ramsey? He called Tyreek Hill more of a kickoff returner than a wide receiver. Now, the dude's got 364 yards and three touchdowns. He's not just a wide receiver. He's a weapon. But I love that Ramsey talks, though. He's got some Dion in him. He's like Chad Johnson of the defensive backs. And really, you don't see that much from them. Usually you see it from wide receivers. Sometimes you see it from running backs. Not very often do you get it from the DB. Finally good to see that the DBs can strike back. Now it's time for me to pick the irrelevant games of the week, the games that we will not be picking coming up in about 10 to 15 minutes here on the Crowley Show. Titans, 3-1 and at the Bills, 1-3. and God, this slate sucks other than the Big games. Titans go to the Bills. They win. Titans move to four and one, and all of a sudden they're looking for real. Playoff positioning in the AFC. Eh, it's looking a little dicey, huh, Steelers fans? Because Jacksonville's making the playoffs one way or another. And if Tennessee starts four and one, they're probably making it too. They did, after all, make it last year and then fired the coach. Broncos at Jets, where the one and three Jets are a one point favorite to the Broncos, who pushed the last undefeated team, one of the last two undefeated teams, to the brink last weekend. I got the Broncos going on the road and winning that game. I don't understand the line. I think the Broncos are a decent football team. I think the Jets are trash. Packers, 2-1-1 one and one at the Lions. The Lions getting some love in the Vegas spread as well. I think the Packers go in there and win. I know that the Patriots went in there and lost. I have faith in Aaron Rodgers. It's a division game. They'll get the job done. They always do, it seems, against Detroit. Ravens at Browns. I got the Browns winning straight up. Let's go, baby. The Ravens, I think, are a good football team. I just waxed poetic about them in the last segment. But the Browns are at home. They've been playing everyone close. The Ravens coming off of an emotional victory against the Pittsburgh Steelers where you had Eric Weddle going off after the game about how huge of a win it was. I think there's a little bit of a letdown there. I picked the Browns. Giants at Panthers. You got Panthers. Raiders at Chargers. Raiders on the road, both teams nomads, right, because the Chargers, they don't have a home. The Raiders, they will have a home, but don't really have one now. The home that they have has dirt on the floor. I'm surprised that Child Predictive Custody hasn't picked them up yet. The Raiders go on the road, they lose to the Chargers because, well, they're just not very good. Cardinals at 49ers, don't watch. I won't pick it either. In the final game of the weekend, it does not matter that I'm picking anyhow. Cowboys two and two at Texans one and three. The Texans favored by three and a half. Why are you doing this to us, NFL? Why are you doing this to us, NBC? I, I feel like we're going to see what the hell's this? Rodney Harrison stick his finger down his throat to vomit so he can get off working football night in America before this one. Bob Costas is going to pull off his toupee and say, I can't get on the air because it is that stinking bad. Did I pick a winner? If I did, I forgot who I picked. Cowboys win that one. Coming up next, it's the official picks of the week, the ones that actually count. Brian and Tom had a good week. I'm fighting back here. That's coming up, as well as the hottest take of the day, other crap, and the three stars of the show. It's ESPN Pittsburgh.
0: This is the Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe... The kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now on ESPN Pittsburgh 970 AM and 106.3 FM. Oh 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 oh, 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 oh.
1: Everybody was kung fu
0: fighting. Now more of the Bud Light Happy Hour, live from the Carson City Saloon, presented by Bud Light. Raise one to right now. If you
1: think the show's going to end soon, <laughs> and you're thinking, you know what, I don't know what to do with the rest of my night. I don't know what to do for the next hour. In fact, specifically, and oddly specifically, for the next hour and 18 minutes. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I've got some great news for you. Phil Bork will be joining us here at the Carson City Saloon. For along the boards, Penguins victorious last night over the Washington Capitals, the Stanley Cup champion Washington Capitals. You know the Capitals. I think it's weird to think about that, obviously. But I bet you it's not weird for the Penguins at all to play the defending Stanley Cup champions. I know that they've been the Cup champs for the last two years. Maybe that part of it's weird. But I think most teams get jammed up to play the Cup champs. I think the Penguins just got jammed up to play the team that eliminated them. And I think the Penguins realize that they could take that some bitch back. It's now time for the picks of the week. Tom, what are our records so far? Well... Brian actually had a huge week last yep. week,
2: and he went 5-1 and one as well as me. You went 4-2, and two, Adam, so good weeks all around. Uh, I'm 11-8-2 in the lead. Adam is a game behind me at 10-9-2, and, and Brian bringing up the rear, but not by as much anymore, at 7-10-2 on the season.
0: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Coming for you, Crowley. You know what? I'm coming for Tom, and I'll leave him in the dust, and then you'll be coming for him. Yeah. How that sound? That, I, I'm i coming for someone. Impossible. Did we come up with a punishment yet? No. No. <laughs> we're waiting to see who loses. You know what? I think, this is a, I think this is a good one. We were thinking about this actually the other day. What if we give the loser laxatives and then let them take in a box into the bathroom and they could poop the entire show while on the air? That's not bad. That's, That's good. Th- I'm down with that. I would do that. I'll sign up for that cuz I'm in first place.
3: Yeah, we would have to have, <laughs> yeah, we'd have to Facebook you, live right. it. We'd have to Facebook live it though.
1: Well, nudity from the waist down
3: is No, allowed. just a just a face shot. Yeah, that's it. No, just straight up face,
1: nothing With else. With the headset on. Yeah, I've seen pornos like that. They leave a lot to the imagination.
3: Crowley, I have too. I mean, sometimes oh, no. it makes it
1: better. There's a little oh. bit of a mystery there, is there not? <laughs>
3: oh, Crowley. I know. Yep. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Is This not pics of the week. Oh, yeah, picks
1: of the week. <laughs> First. I was here for the picks. Dolphins at division leading uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Both teams three and one. Are either teams good? I'll say this week the Bengals are good-er. They're at home, so I'll pick them the win.
2: Yeah, this is like the Super Bowl for the teams that no one actually believes are good. Like, everybody knows that these two teams are frauds. I'll take the Bengals with Adam.
3: Yeah, fraud bowl. I go Bengals. It's a sweep. We all picked them.
1: If we just keep picking what Brian picks, Brian's going He's locked to have in. Yeah, I'm screwed. He's that's locked what, in. but I go
3: last, so yeah, I pick last here. So you can't lock me in like that.
1: It's mm, a good point. I think whoever's in last should always pick last to avoid that. That's probably a good rule of well, thumb moving forward. Doing. I'm oh. almost in Hail Mary
3: mode where I just pick opposite of whatever you guys pick Not and there. just hope for the best.
1: I mean, Jesus, Brian. There's twelve weeks of the season left. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I could that could be a big winner or a big loser. I could go either way. I guess that's fair, and then he'll be pooping into a toilet with only his face visible like a porno on <laughs> Facebook Live. Let's go to Jags at Chiefs. Oh, you to talking about the opposite of the first game. We said both teams are good. Yeah. Jags got the best defense in the league. I don't think there's a question about that. The Chiefs or the Rams have the best offense in the league, both certainly dynamic. The Chiefs are at home in Arrowhead Stadium. The interesting matchup to me is not just – the defense of the Jags against the offense of the Chiefs, but the Chiefs' horrific defense against the horrific quarterback play that Blake Bortles tends to provide. Uh, because it is at home at Arrowhead Stadium, I'll go Chiefs, but I don't feel super comfortable about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, Classic just falling in love with a, uh, an old narrative with Blake Bortles. You know, he's been playing like the boat this year. He's been, he one, of, he's been one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and I won't, I won't hear anything else on the matter. And it's sticks. my time to pick. And I'm picking Blake Bortles, the boat, to go
3: into Arrowhead and get a win. He stinks. Nope. I'm going with Tom here because, one, this is a great one. When you guys split, I'm I'm in gold territory right here. You're making up ground either yeah, way. Yeah, either way, I'm making up ground on somebody here. But I'm going with the Panthers. I I believe in Bortles, B-O-B. Or the Jags. The B-I-B. You go
1: with the Jags,
3: too. I mean, <laughs> did I say that? Never mind. It's Panthers versus Indians at in Arrowhead I Stadium. I don't know why I even <laughs> – I'm just – yeah, I'm going with Team Bortles. <laughs> we got Vikings at Eagles. That's both... like the second week in a row I've done that, too. Like, I just pick teams.
1: Whenever team pops into Brian's yeah, head, he goes Yeah, I'm away.
3: picking.
1: We've got the Minnesota Huns going up against the Philadelphia <laughs> Hawks. Uh, I'll take the Huns in this one. Uh, going on the road to Philadelphia, how's that for a pick? Both teams, extremely Extremely talented on both sides of the ball. Maybe the two most talented rosters in the league. I think the Vikings need it a little bit more than Philadelphia does. Therefore, they win.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going with the Eagles in this one. I think the Vikings are that classic team that are really good but just fall on bad luck all year long, and this is just another example of it. They go.
3: I think they're hungover. Lose. Who are we picking here again? The Vikings at the Eagles. <laughs> okay, I got the Penguins. Youngstown State? Yeah. <laughs> I got the Eagles in that this That means one. the Eagles. Okay, we'll <laughs> yeah, take that one the in the Eagles bank. Eagles in this one, yeah.
1: Next pick, Syracuse at the University of Pittsburgh. Ooh. Last time these two teams met <laughs> at Heinz Field, 76-61 was the final score. You would think that the high-scoring game would have been entertaining. It really wasn't. Was it was terrible, Tom. I pick Syracuse. I know that they're coming off of a heartbreaking loss. I got them going into the tough place it is to play. University of Pittsburgh pulling off that upset.
2: Yeah, Field on homecoming weekend is one of the toughest places. Is it places homecoming? To play.
1: It's homecoming. Oh, so in that you case I'll still pick in. Syracuse. Uh, yeah, they're
2: wearing the throwback jerseys too, so as Fatchek told me you gotta factor that stuff in, I'm going with Pitt. Who's Syracuse playing? The Panthers.
1: Okay. I got them.
2: Picking the Panthers. Wow. I got the Panthers.
1: You guys have been in lockstep with all the picks today, and I don't know if that's good or bad for me. Probably good. I'm
3: going to ride Tom one week, then I'm going to ride you the next. Crowley might be in last place at
1: the end of this. You might be, Crowley. This could be bad. And it'll be me on Facebook Live on the toilet. That's not what we want. No, that's kind of what we want. That is probably what's best for the show. Star of the show. If Tom had to do it, he would just be naked Tom, and nobody wants to see that. Let's go Falcons at Steelers. Final pick from you guys. Final pick from me. Final pick from any of us. Falcons come to Pittsburgh. They're desperate. The Steelers are desperate. They're getting their running game back. Devontae Freeman will be back in the backfield. Their defense, though, getting no help. I think it's first, honestly, to 45-45. I don't trust the Steelers' offense right now because it's far too inconsistent. They've got all kinds of problems in the locker room. I don't trust their offensive or defensive coordinator. Special teams was great last week, but it's been bad all season long. Do I need to go on? I mean, it's not a good football team right now. And the Falcons, while they are 3-1, and I think they could easily be 4-0. So I'll pick the Falcons to come into Pittsburgh to win, to cover, and they'll take the over of 56 points.
2: Well, as I say every week in our picks, because I think weirdly we pick Falcons games every single week. They're <laughs> frauds. They're one of the biggest fraud teams in the NFL. Maybe more frauds than the Steelers. Could How are they frauds? They're frauds.
3: They're one in three. How they're are they <laughs> frauds? I they're mean, bad. You, I think, I you, think you
2: just fine. Okay, well, then fine. They're a bad team. And, uh, they're proved, I was proved right at the beginning of the year when I said they were going to be frauds. This is a classic Steelers are back game. Blow the doors off the Falcons. Maybe a shutout from the defense, honestly. And Steelers <laughs> in a landslide.
3: All right, Steelers got to get a win here, right? right I mean, it's right. one, two, and one. It's coming weekend. Like, it's got to happen. I mean, it's got to happen, and for that very reason, that's why I'm going with the Falcons.
1: No, did Brian pick the Steelers or the Ravens last week? Uh, last week I picked the Steelers. He did. Did you? You yes, picked I the Ravens, did. Crowley? I know I did. Was that your only loss of last week? It, was. Yeah, it was. What was your loss last week, Tom? I picked. I thought you would have this offhand. I do. I'm but looking. I forgot you're bad at your job. Good end. producing.
2: Good yeah. producing. What did I lose? I don't think I lost. You did lose. Get the hell How about out that? of
3: here. I went undefeated. I must have miscalculated
1: before. <laughs> I picked the Steelers. Oh, you both were on the Steelers? Yeah. Yes.
3: I really thought they'd get it. But this week, definitely. I mean, they got to have a turnaround here, so the Falcons for sure.
1: Man, there's not a lot of wins I'm looking at on their schedule right now. Boys. It's
3: thin, man, and I mean, oh gosh, this far into the season, it's just getting thinner,
1: right? You know what I heard today on Stan Show was the play-by-play guy for the Atlanta Falcons come on and say the Steelers could easily be a three-and-one football team right now as compared to the one-two-one record that they have, and then he said, "Well, that's really just the National Football League, and that—that's the take I had coming into the season. Steelers were 13 and three last year, but they also won." Four games at the buzzer with a field goal kicker. You're talking about one score this way, one score that way, and the Steelers being a 9-7, and seven, perhaps, football team. Now, good teams find a way to win, but I thought that that would be a reason why they trend back to the mean, and we're already seeing that. They played a couple of one-score games, and, well, they're not faring so well in those one-score games. This is the time where I thought you thought I was going to talk, and I thought you were going to talk. Is that what happened just there? Yeah, I
3: think so. I think that's what, exactly what okay, happened. Okay, very good. It's yeah, time for the you're... hottest take of the day.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm going to answer you, and you go straight to the hottest, hottest take of the day. Of the day. <laughs> I'm not taking our chemistry
3: today. <laughs>
0: Brian, not taking please, it at all.
1: please respect the imaging, okay?
3: Look, I'm not taking our chemistry. I'm just respect not. Respect the imaging, you, damn you it. stop, want me to talk, and then I don't talk, and then you're like, okay, I'll move on, and I talk, and now here we are in the hottest take of the day. I grew up watching
1: Coffey and Lemieux and Yager and, of course, Crosby and Malkin and Latang. I'm from Pittsburgh. So fire wagon hockey, it's good for the soul sometimes. It's not sustainable. This isn't how the Penguins are going to win their third championship in four years. But for one night, as the struts say, one night only, it was nice to see last night. So much talent on the ice with Ovechkin. With Kuznetsov, with Backstrom, with Carlson The list goes on and on for Washington With Crosby, with Malkin, with Latang, with Gessel With Gensel, with Hork with The list goes on and on with Pittsburgh It was nice to see some offensive skill on display Doesn't mean that there weren't some terrible fundamental things That went wrong on both sides But for a day, for a moment When hockey was back for the first time in a long time I dug it and I dug it hard It's time for Other Crap Woo! Other Crap I'm intimidated to tell these awful, terrible pun jokes in front of <laughs> Phil Bork right now. I was <laughs> wondering, yes, I was wondering I've been how you stalling. were going I've been stalling for other crap. Uh, Jalen Ramsey says that Tyreek ain't a great wide receiver. Wow, that seems like an odd hill to die on. Woo! Oh, no. Other crap. How about that? You that
3: in front I of Bork. I did.
1: Pork. How about that? Oh, this, one's Sorry, this one's even worse. This one's even worse. Chris Latang tied the Penguins' record for points by a defenseman. Well, he's been up for more than a cup of coffee. No! Woo! No! Other crap. Oh, we're
3: so sorry. Uh, on behalf of the Crowley Show, uh, we apologize, Borky. We really do. It's been
1: 1,056 days since the Browns won on a weekend. Woo! <laughs> Other crap. And it's been 511 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. Time for the three stars of the show. Third star. Tonight's third star of the show, the UPMC Lemuni Sports Complex. Yeah, I think so, too. And I know that the UPMC Lemuni, Lem, Lemuni, <laughs> I just combined Lemieux and Rooney. Wow. It really is Penguin and Steeler season. I know the UPMC Rooney, uh, Jesus, Lemuni Sports Complex is birthday. Oh no! I missed that one. You did out. Oh no. I missed it too, Brian.
3: Oh wow! Second star
2: tonight's second star of the show, Paul Dog. And the best thing I've heard all week
3: is Stan Sabrin, the Godfather, said the word "stank." I love it. Absolutely, <laughs> that, was a, that was one of the best things ever. Would you just rap for God's sake, Paul Dog? That was a good addition, though. I like that one. Falcon. stank. <laughs> Thank Ona from <laughs> the at ATL. Perfect, right? The ATL. Atlanta GA. What the hell is this? NWA? What the, is the Four Horsemen on the way? Rick Slayer versus Magnum TA? Woo! Points for the woo every time. First star. And tonight's
1: first star of the show Everybody Poops! One more follow up question How long was it until Tom was back?
2: He uh, uh, was in there for about 10 minutes, right? I left at the beginning yeah. of Fat Jack. Like once, oh, once I punched serious? him through, oh, I was gone.
1: Oh, oh
2: no. Really? Oh,
3: so, so, so the answer to that question is way too
1: long. So if I had lost Fat Jack at the beginning of the segment, oh, and Brian yeah. hadn't walked by, I would have <laughs> had nothing from you, nothing from Fat Jack, and I just would have had to... F- hang out there like I'm a kite. Is that would happen in happened?
2: the middle of the ocean without a buoy or a life jacket. Yeah,
3: you wouldn't have been able to break. You wouldn't have been able to do anything. Just Man out there in the open air. I mean, he pooped. I mean, I love Tom. Everybody does it.
0: I know, but not for ten minutes when you're producing a radio
1: show. <laughs> I mean historically bad program today. I mean I can't even I can't even allow the music to play there at the end without screwing up. My apologies, Crowley. I mean it's not your fault, man. I feel responsible. Look if Jake Getzel's not playing well, Sidney Crosby's still gotta put up some offense, okay? Look, and
3: it's a team and I'm taking I'm taking uh I'm taking it on for the team. We'll do better next week. We will. I mean, I mean really let's put it all on Tom. Well, look, that's we're not pointing fingers here. We're just
1: gonna get better as a team. Tom's fault. Sunday, Steelers lose to the Falcons. I bet you the Penguins beat Montreal tomorrow, though. Maybe not, though. We'll talk about it coming up next with Phil Bork, because I'm sticking around. Bonus hour of radio. He'll save me. Uh, It's along the boards, live from the Carson City Saloon. It's Crowley Show.